0: Welcome to No Bucks Given. I'm Maya Lettinger, I'm your host. This is the podcast where we have honest conversations about the horse industry. From breaking down myths by unpacking the actual science behind them or debating both sides of a controversial social issue, No Bucks Given is the equestrian destination where we get to the hard truths about what matters the most, how to best take care of and advocate for our horses. Today we're speaking with Jen Botalico about the technology and science behind Pulse PEMF and the myriad of benefits that it provides for both horses and humans, as well as other animals. Jen is a Pulse consultant, and her and I have worked closely since the beginning of the year, and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. So Jen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Maya, for having me. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. So I would love, you know, before we dive into the science behind all of this, and I have a ton of research um, pulled up for us to really dive into, and I'm I'm ready to go. I'm super excited. Um, I would just love to know a little bit about how you got into PEMF and why you chose Pulse and how you got started in your business and how that how that's going for you.
1: So I found Pulse. I've always been an equestrian, showing versus hunter jumper circuit. Did that throughout my 20s, went away to college, got a degree in occupational therapy, uh, worked for a number of years in traditional medicine, and kind of took a break from the equine industry. I was focusing on my career in healthcare. Throughout that time, one, I was getting frustrated seeing the inability or ineffectiveness of traditional medical modalities. And also there was always this longing to get back into the equine industry. I've always done it as a hobby, but never had a skill where I could get paid to work at the equine industry. So I was kind of stuck. And I also didn't want to throw away the time and money I spent getting my education. So I, I began researching and looking into how could I combine my background in therapy but with my passion with horses? I started doing research with holistic modalities and I found PEMF and I noticed that it was not only being used in therapy clinics, chiropractic office for humans, but also with horses. So that definitely piqued my interest. So after doing a little research, I decided to call some companies and and learn more about how this can help horses. And it really just, like a light bulb went off. It just clicked. Like, this is what I need to be doing. It has therapy component. I can still work with humans, still work with horses. I can work with small animals. It just really felt like a good fit. So that led me down trying different modalities, low-intensity versus high-intensity. And after trying a few different brands – I really fell in love with Pulse for several reasons. Uh, the benefits that I experienced just were much more profound, I guess you could say. It felt better. It was after sitting in the chair, having experience with their human accessory line, seeing the results I was personally getting that was probably the turning point. And then, furthermore, after seeing how it worked on my horses and how they had relief and benefits. And I was like, okay, well, it's not just in my head. Animals really do not have a placebo effect. So to me, like seeing was believing, having the experiences was what sold me on it. And products out there just did not compare to the overall experience and benefit I was having with the Pulse technology.
0: That's amazing. And so... I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, the science behind PEMF because some people listening to this might not even have a really great understanding of what PEMF or pulse electromagnetic field is. You know, I think that a lot of people actually think that it's like a giant stim machine, you know, the stim machine where you put little pads on and it kind of zaps you. So you can, can you explain just briefly what exactly it is and how it works?
1: Sure. So, for our listeners who maybe never even heard of PEMF, it stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Field Therapy. So, it is different if we're looking at the little electro pads, that's just straight electrical current. And that works on numbing the skin and dulling the nerve. But once you take the electrical pad off, the pain comes back. It's really like a band-aid or we're not really dressing right. any underlying dysfunction within the body. Where PEMF differs is we're adding an emit of pulse electromagnetic field with our machines. There's there's two levels. So there's low intensity and high intensity, but just for a general explanation with high intensity PEMF, we are going deep down to the cellular level and recharging those cells. So I like to explain it this way. Cells are like batteries, like our computer or our iPhone battery. When it, batteries display a low charge, typically they don't function correctly or they experience the type of dysfunction, right? We need to plug them back into the wall and charge them up. Cells operate much in the same way. When a cell is recharged, it functions optimally we have movement, which then goes into better mitochondrial function, ATP production. And essentially what all that means is this raw bulk energy we're putting into the body at the cellular level is giving the energy it needs to function optimally. So then the body can start healing itself, regenerating itself and return to more of a homeostasis environment.
0: That's amazing. And that's why it has like such a myriad of benefits. You know, there's a lot of, we're going to get into the actual studies, you know, that I pulled up, but there are hundreds and it, you know, it shows everything from helping with traumatic brain injuries to helping um, with anxiety and depression, to helping with bone regeneration after a break, to helping with, um, you know, muscle regeneration after a rotator cuff injury. Um, And it's just, it's so interesting because really what it's, it, That when you help the cells function and you help the body heal itself, um, everything else starts working better. So it just helps so many things. And I almost think that that is hard for people to understand. You know, I think that we live in a world where like, there's a pill for every ill, you know, like you take a supplement for your brain and you take a supplement for your gut. And then you, you know, if you go work out, that's working on your muscles, but um, PEMF is so broad in its application, and it helps with so many things. Um, and that's just why I love using it so much. You know, it really helps every living being that I put it on.
1: Absolutely. And that's really the concept that I like to drive home with folks that are either brand new to the concept of PEMF or looking in for a specific issue or condition that the course may be suffering with. And a lot of times I'll get calls like virus has kissing spine or I'm looking into PEMF. I'm dealing with abscesses all the time. How can that help X, Y, Z condition? The versatility with this technology is PEMF is not treating or curing any specific condition or diagnosis because of how it works in the body at the cellular level. And exactly to your point, it can help with so many things that we see versus suffering with or that just want optimal performance or increased recovery after long competitions things like that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that when you're selecting, you know, uh regenerative therapies, that's why I really love PEMF and pulse specifically because it, it's this wonderful blanket that just like helps everything. But before we dive into the studies, you know, we talked about what it does, but I would actually really love to understand how it works. You know, I think that A lot of people see like the coils um, and they call them tubes. You know, a lot of people see the tubes in the machine and they're just a little bit confused, like how those tubes in the machine are basically delivering the benefits that you and I are talking about.
1: No, absolutely. So when you see this out in the field, you'll see a big box and with pulse PEMF, our equine line are in a low bulking casing. That's what they're housed in. So that box is the generator that's what's plugged into regular outlet that you have in your house or in the barn. The generator takes that electrical current and turns it into a magnetic field. The loops, um, the cords that you see draped on the horse, that's the accessory. So that plugs into the machine or the, the generator. I use those words interchangeably. And the loops are what gives the magnetic field to the horse. That's the application or the delivery mechanism. And inside those loops, there's Brazilian copper coiling. So that is what is distributing the magnetic field to the horse's body or to the human's body.
0: So just to sum it up, basically, the box is creating an electromagnetic field. Inside those tubes is a copper coil that acts as a conduit. And basically what you're hearing, because you hear little clicks when it's working, are those little pulses of electromagnetic energy. And inside those copper coils is an electromagnetic field is created. And then when you place it on an area, um, it's exposed to that electromagnetic field that therefore charges the cells.
1: Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So
0: you know, I love research. I'm not a scientist, but I definitely, I think that one of my first loves, you know, after horses, I think maybe my second love is science. And I wanted to really dive into all the research that's behind PEMF, because I think that some people are skeptical of PEMF, but then other people really support it and really love it, but they don't know necessarily what PEMF has actually been shown to help. So with that being said, there actually was a recent study that came out on horses and it didn't totally put pemf in a positive light it didn't necessarily put it in a negative light but what it said was that basically it relaxed horses but it did not improve the horses movement the study um, is from University of Tennessee. It was presented at the 2023 Equine Science Society Symposium in Grapevine, Texas. Delaney Rostand, um, who has a master's of science, she has an MS after her name. They're the people who did the study. And basically what the study was, I can't find the actual paper. Um, I, what I'm going off of is, a, is an article from thehorse.com that was written by Haley Cursetter. So thank you, Haley. Basically, how they described the study was that um, they took a group of quarter horses um, and they applied a very, very low level of PEMF, which is 5 uh, megahertz. And it was 14 quarter horses, so a relatively small group. Um, They did a single PEMF treatment, and then they did a gait analysis before the PEMF treatment and had a panel of vets judge their gaits. Um, They did the PEMF treatment, and then they basically tested for different relaxation scores. It looks like via uh, saliva. So they basically took cortisol samples um, and a heart monitor. And then after that, so four hours later... Um, they then had the, they then jogged the horses again, it looks like, and, um, the vets, uh, gave them another gait score and actually it was a little bit lower. Um, so basically my interpretation of that is, you know, first of all, my question is how long was the treatment? You know, it says that it was five Hertz, but didn't say for how long. Second of all, my assumption is that just for the ease of the study is that they brought the horses in they took the measurements they did the treatment and then they had the horse they had the horses sit in a stall for 4 hours would be my guess as to what happened so my guess would be that really the pemf wouldn't it didn't negatively impact their gait standing in the stall did However, we don't know because that's not, I I couldn't find the actual study. I just could find the article on it um, and they don't have those details. So that would be my assumption, you know, and we also don't know, like, if the horses were turned out that morning, which they probably were, is my guess. Um, but
1: I did review this one. This is interesting. And I think one of the big notes that you made, and and I agree with this, is there's a couple holes in this study, Yeah. Um, not to knock it, but... When looking at it objectively, it's like, okay, this is pretty much the pro was PEMF. They agree it relaxed horses, but the con was they did some movement scores and the scores were actually worse. When you go right. through that study, I did I did notice this was only based on PEMF session at a very, very low hertz. Um, so I almost feel it wasn't giving it a fair shot to begin. Them. And I say yeah. that- because PEMF is cumulative, it's, it's cellular exercise. And just like going to the gym, um, you're not going to see results after one session and a very light workout at that. So I wish there was a little more observation and more sessions in this study.
0: You know, it doesn't seem like a totally fair evaluation of PEMF. I mean, I think it's honestly really, really cool and like kind of the best outcome you could expect when it comes to a single very low session that it did like reduce cortisol levels. I think that's amazing. However, I think that just applying it once is like you can't really expect that to improve a horse's gait. I mean, I think that it takes a ton of work and a pretty serious intervention in general to improve a horse's gait, you know, such as like non steroidal anti inflammatories or like butte or um banamine, or it takes, you know, a steroidal injection to the joint or a series of more regenerative therapies, such as massage and PEMF, um, or, you know, even PRP, like that sort of joint injection. So I think that, you know, I think it's really amazing that they did this study. And I understand that there is an incredibly small amount of money available for researching courses, especially it seems like when it comes to regenerative therapies. So I think that they were probably a little bit limited. Before people like bring up this study and say, oh, well, PEMF doesn't work. I just think that it's worth pointing out, you know, these are the pitfalls of that study.
1: Yeah. And and things to be mindful of too, when you're doing this research and trying to make decisions for yourself based on research to be aware of, okay, looking at all the angles, not just what the results were in the study, but we didn't know if the horses were turned out in the morning. We also don't know if horses all had a similar baseline, meaning are they all in the same kind of physical condition? There's so many variables that go into doing these studies and it's just some things to be mindful of when you're looking at all these different studies out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if you did a research on like a study of like exercise and you had the group of people just exercise once, and then you studied the, like studied the, um, effects of exercising once, you probably wouldn't find many effects. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> yeah. And I think that Pete, yeah. You know, I right. did
1: find maybe a decrease. Well, do we Do we know is that because by people that showed a a, a decrease in range of motion or muscle? are they also battling something chronic um, that that could have been just flaring up that day? There are so many different things, but yeah, one, anything once, you're not going to, I just feel like that's tough. That's a tough (laughs) frequency one time to really gauge on what something can do.
0: You know, I also would be very curious about the ages of the horses. You know, I find that, especially if those horses were standing in a stall, you know, that's like a recipe for a horse not feeling very comfortable, you know, after you pull them out. And PEMF can only negate that at such a low frequency so much. But yeah, so I mean, I'm very thankful for the study. I think that it's amazing that people are starting to study PEMF in horses. Um, I just think that... Research, as valuable as it is, does not always paint the full picture. And with that being said, we're going to dive into even more research and try to, you know, paint a better picture, a fuller picture of, you know, what PMF can or can't do. So there are really hundreds of PEMF research studies out there, but I just wanted to start to dive into a few more. There are a lot more studies on humans than there are animals necessarily, and there are very few on horses specifically. But I do think, you know, in general on this show, I do like to go over research and Um, A lot of the time the research I go over when discussing a therapy um, or some sort of uh, intervention, a lot of the time the research I discuss is on humans um, or something like rats. That's because there isn't a lot of research available on horses, but I will say that in general – A mammal is a mammal is a mammal. You know, all of our functions do work pretty similarly. So I do feel like it's pretty reasonable to translate these between species. One of the next studies I wanted to discuss is called Veterinary Applications of Pulsed electromagnetic Field Therapy by Gaynor et al., And basically what they go over, you know, this is a quote from this study, accumulating clinical evidence supports the use of PEMF therapy in both animals and humans for specific clinical indications, including bone healing, wound healing, osteoarthritis and inflammation, treatment of post-operative pain and edema. The data reviewed underscore the usefulness of PEMF treatment as a safe, non-invasive treatment modality that has the potential to become an important standalone or adjunctive treatment modality in veterinary care.
1: Yes. And this one was interesting because PEMF has been FDA approved for non-union healing bone fractures. Um, It's also been FDA approved and cleared for... Depression that's non-responsive to medication. Now that doesn't mean that Pulse PEMF is de- clear. What I what I'm talking about this clearance for bone healing and with depression. In the past, FDA has approved PEMF in general for for those two types of treatments.
0: That's very cool. It speaks a lot. You know, I think that FDA approvals can be hit or miss. But I do think that the fact that they had the amount of research that they could show to the FDA that it is an effective treatment for, you know, the illness of depression and for the issue of uh, bone fracture, you know, I think that that really says a lot. So that was a meta-analysis. Um, this next study, Effects of Pulse Electromagnetic Field Therapy on Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness in the Biceps Brachi by Hason Jian with uh, some other contributors as well. Um, this was a study done in the Yonsei University Laboratory. And so for those of you who don't know what delayed onset muscle soreness is, um, it's essentially when you work out and then within about 48 hours, um, 24 to 72 technically, but around 48 is where the most people find soreness. Um, between 24 and 78 hours, you tend to have a lot of muscle soreness after you work out. So that's why it's called delayed onset muscle soreness. And so basically they're studying in, it looks like young men, 30 healthy male college students. And they basically worked out their biceps brachii, which is uh, one of the big muscles of your upper arm. And then they applied PEMF to it with a placebo. And they compared how basically how much their muscles hurt afterwards. And the results were that um, the application of PEMF was found to be effective in reducing the physiological deficits associated with delayed onset muscle soreness, including improved recovery of perceived muscle soreness. The conclusion was that the study indicates that PMF may be useful as a re- modality to reduce delayed onset muscle soreness symptoms. And that's really cool because that's a lot of um, what you're trying to prevent when you have a performance horse or you are a um, rider. You know, So for example, uh, I think that this can kind of translate to it might be really, really useful for you to, after a hard ride, to apply PEMF to Um, your horse and yourself you know in that way instead of like kind of constantly going in an up and down like roller coaster of you know working out getting sore having to take some time off working out getting sore having to take some time off hopefully you can negate a lot of that muscle soreness and just continue to work out and build your fitness in both you and your horse
1: absolutely you know a lot of the time when when people reach out to me and they're looking at investing in the technology for their horse for their equine athlete partner a lot of times they don't even think until i mention this but they're so focused on helping their horse we also have some human accessories and i always <laughs> encourage riders especially ones that compete you benefit so greatly Incorporating this therapy into your own, you know, riding routine, not just with your, but for yourself too. You're going to get more out of that ride. You're going to get more out of your training programs, less downtime. And Daddy really does support that. I've worked with many athletes, both in the equestrian world, also professional hockey, football. Pro NFL or hockey players. I have a few guys <laughs> that I've worked with. They don't really talk about their thing because they're like, "This is my competitive edge." So, you know that that could be why we don't see a ton of social media on that. Uh, a lot of those guys and women do like to keep uh, these things under wraps as as secretive. Um, but that's they're using it in all these professional uh, sport industries. So why not incorporate this? into the equestrian um, as well, not just for us, but for ourselves.
0: Absolutely. And I think that PEMF is so helpful for like everyone, but I think that Having your own PMF machine, if you're a performance rider and you have performance horses, especially if you're a trainer, especially you know, those who are at more of an elite status, it's so valuable to just have your own machine to kind of constantly be at the very top of your game. I work on like a kind of a crazy amount of horses in a day and a kind of a crazy amount of uh horses in a week, and a lot of people ask me how. Um, and P- I think PEMF is truly such a big part of that. You know, I PEMF myself once a day to every other day, and it makes a huge difference in my ability to go about my life and, you know, kind of push myself harder than the average person can. And I think it would be so cool if more people use that therapy on themselves and their horses.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I, I couldn't have I through some of the horse shows, so, Porter Horse Circuit, AQHA and World Show is a three and a half week show. Congress is about the same. They're back to back. I attended both and I truly feel, I know I may be a little biased, but I truly <laughs> feel what you said, Maya, like there's no way I would have got through that horse show and doing World Show back to back without the EMF. I was applying the therapy to myself in the morning before I started my day. And then I would also do about 30 minutes at night too. I would pulse my feet, body gets sore. And that just gave me enough energy to, to operate at a high level for that long without any days off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to discuss a little bit the mechanism of uh, how PEMF affects specifically delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS, the way I've always imagined it, I'm I'm curious as to your interpretation of this. DOMS is caused by excessive accumulation of lymph fluid in your body um, in the little muscle tears that happen when you exercise. And how I feel PEMF works is that it essentially gets everything moving because it charges the cells. Therefore, those that lymph is better able to move out of your body and therefore, um, you know, move the metabolic waste that comes from exercise and causes muscle soreness and then is better able to help with muscular regeneration after exercise as well and to maybe help prevent stuff like, um, you know, muscle tears um, and tendon tears as well. I mean,
1: absolutely. So when, we're applying the PEMF at that cellular level and why this does help with lymphatic fluid and with DOMS is partitioning of charged molecules and ions across the cell membrane in and around the cell. And that gives rise to chemical ions and reaction movements. So like you said, Maya, if everything's moving and functioning optimally, the body then can recover much faster and eliminate those waste or those
0: byproducts.
1: Um, and excrete those out of the body.
0: That's, that's really cool. So I do just want to poke um, a hole in this study. Only the abstract is available. They don't go over how much PEMF therapy they applied. Um, It was only over a 72 hour period. So it couldn't have been like a huge amount over a long period of time. Um, But I do think that, you know, if I, if I have a bone to pick with the um, PEMF research that's out there, it's that we don't really have an understanding of the frequency that a lot of these people are doing the studies at, as well as the duration that a lot of these people are doing the study at. And I think that it would help so many PMF practitioners and therefore people and animals um, if we could all like make that information a little bit more readily available. Because I think a lot of people believe in the research, but then I do think some practitioners end up having problems with basically developing a system that works the best for them because there just isn't like some perfect standard of like you know this for this issue use this frequency this often yeah guidelines um you know and it's nice because pmf is pretty harmless i mean it, the only contraindications it has is um, that I know of is pregnancy and then anything that would be interfered with from the electromagnetic signal, like a pacemaker or a diabetes patch. And then a few other things like a recent bone break, you know, I think in general, it's best to avoid just because of the pulsing and the mecha- the muscle contraction.
1: Yes. The movement. If there's external fixation or hardware in that broken or fractured area, if the goal or if the physician's order is no movement on that body part, then yeah, we, we don't want to apply PMF. Um, right. And I always tell folks too, like when you're in doubt, reach out to the vet, reach out to, you know, in the situation, um, a human use, reach out to the doctor and, make sure you are cleared for body work. If you're ever not sure this horse or a person is post-op and they may tell you they're fine. If you, if you just have some uncertainty and you're not 100% sure, and you can always call your, your PEMF manufacturer. Most of yeah. these companies do offer support. I know Pulse does as far as some guidelines and suggestions.
0: Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like open wounds and diseases um, are another one that, you know, you have to be really careful with or just, you know, go ahead and avoid. But that is to say, I mean, other than those select cases, you know, PMF is basically it's very unlikely to hurt anyone. You know, the research has proven almost always it helps a situation, but it basically never hurts a situation. It's not that all of us are the blind leading the blind or, you know, it's not that any of us are not helping by using PEMF, but I do wish, you know, my wish for this industry is that as more research comes out, we can kind of compile evidence as to certain frequencies in the duration. So we can kind of formulate treatment plans with vets, you know, because this is a regenerative therapy that has been proven by science to be really helpful and non-invasive. So if we could kind of compile, those, I think that would be so helpful to so many people.
1: Great. I, I agree. And it's going to help people leverage the technology and get even more results and, and more benefits. Yeah. Research is ever evolving and we always see more on the human side of it. So, which is interesting because I feel like PEMF is still kind of like taboo on the, on the human vertical, meaning if I just talk to people straight, not horse people, just average. Right. I shouldn't say average, <laughs> just regular, <laughs> regular people, <Muggles>. non-horse, yeah, <laughs> outsiders. Non-horseful or outsiders. If I talk to some outsiders, they're like PEMF. What do you do? What is this? You know, people right. don't know about it, but if I'm walking down a racetrack, or I'm at a horse show, chances are, even if they don't know what it is, they're like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. Or, you know, so-and-so's had that I, they're familiar with it. So it's interesting. I feel like the horse industry has been ahead of it with ballistic wellness modalities like PAMF and laser and red light and all these things. Uh, And it's just interesting that it's the other way with studies, though. We see more studies on the human side. So
0: I have kind of pretty well-based theory as to like what you were just talking about, just based on the like research I've done and my understanding of kind of the medical science community. You know, I've talked to and listened to some different um, human doctors who have talked about how horse and veterinary medicine, especially when it relates to racehorses and human medicine have a long history of feeding each other back and forth. These racehorses are elite athletes that in the race industry is incredibly interested in anything that gives those horses an edge because there's so much money involved so that they'll often pull from human industry. However, in the human industry, it's not nearly as ethical to experiment on them as it is like widely acceptable to experiment on horses. So You know, a lot of the times, like kind of my understanding of how this works is a lot of the time a human doctor um, will kind of come up with an idea and they'll actually test it out on racehorses first. And then it'll get very quickly picked up by some elite doctors and elite human athletes because there's even more money in elite human athletes. And then they'll start to kind of quietly develop these therapies and feed it to elite athletes, but kind of keep it because like what you talked about with your um, professional athlete clients, they like to keep it quiet. They like to keep it to themselves so that other teams aren't finding out, you know, and then it can kind of slowly swing back and forth. I think that a lot of people might be under the assumption that Vets and human doctors wait for there to be research on uh, intervention before they use it on their patients. And actually, when it comes to elite athletes, I believe that the opposite is true. I believe that a lot of the time, the elite athletes and their teams, whether it's racehorses or Olympic human athletes, you know, I think that their teams are so focused on them having an edge that they're very willing to try anything. Far before there is research. And I actually think that a lot of the time, those people are the guinea pigs. And those people and horses, a lot of the time, are what push forward the science. Um, and they push forward the science because if that person, you know, tries, let's say, 10 or 15 or 20 different kinds of interventions in a year leading up to the Olympics, they might have a few that stick. And then let's say that that person or horse or whatever does win gold. Suddenly everyone is looking at them under a microscope and wondering, well, what was their edge? And, you know, you saw this happen with, for example, Michael Phelps cupping. Um, You know, cupping is a kind of massage therapy um, where basically you apply these little cups and they suction um, and sometimes they leave a bruise. And the year that Michael Phelps won, you know, his five million gold medals, he had cupping marks. And if you look at Michael Phelps's anatomy, he was, you know, not to negate his hard work, he is built to be an Olympic swimmer, right? Like he even has a little bit of webbing between his fingers and his toes. Um, but everyone managed to focus on the cupping because, you know, people are always interested in like, well, what can I do to give myself the edge that this person had and have success? Um, and so a lot of people and athletes especially got really interested in cupping. Well, then cupping ended up going over to horses and now people cup horses as well, which I find really interesting because most therapies integrate between really well between horses and humans. But you do have to keep in mind that horses have hair, <laughs> um, you know, so and I just I'm, I'm I'll leave that as a teaser for the fact that I want to do some some episodes on both cupping and KT taping. Um, but I do think that it's really interesting how much we kind of feed each other back and forth in the way that a lot of the time the elite athletes are really the guinea pigs.
1: Absolutely. I can attest but. to that. That's that's what I've seen in the field where these athletes are testing and experiencing results. And then when I talk to a doctor, an MD or chiropractor, they're waiting research and they want studies and protocols and things like that. So that's spot on.
0: Yeah. I think that It kind of drives a point home that I like to make to people occasionally, which is um, if something works for you or your horse and you have the results, even if you don't have a perfect piece of research. And I'm saying this as someone who loves research, lives and dies by research even if you don't have, you know, the research of like, this helps some people and doesn't help other people's, the research is kind of inconclusive. If it helps you and your horse, and it's pretty unlikely to hurt you, like, why not? You know, I think that what a lot of the time research doesn't necessarily account for is that all bodies are different. So research is basically looking at Does the average population of as big of a sample size as we can pull respond to this therapy? But out of that therapy, there might be two or three people who that is life-changing for them. And maybe the rest of people don't see a difference. And then the research says, oh, well, it doesn't work. Well, but for those two or three people, it did. And that's because all of our bodies, as similar as we are, are different as well. And we're all facing different challenges. So, you know, I think that that's where those elite athletes are so willing to try anything because they understand that research has to catch up to us. It's not that we catch up to research um, or that we can always like wait for research before implementing something because it can't you know, totally paint a full picture and it can't always perfectly tell you if something's going to work for you or not, you know, and that's why some horses I've noticed have incredible results with PRP or pulse or, you know, whatever. And some horses don't just like some horses respond really well to butte and some horses respond much better to, um, Equiox, you know, I think every body is different. It doesn't mean that just because your horse had a good or bad experience, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, that therapy isn't worthwhile.
1: I agree. Research is only one one part of it. It's an important part, but it's one part. The experience is is really what matters. If it works for you and it's not hurting anybody, then why not?
0: Yeah. So to continue to dive into more research after that, like very long aside, next up the effects of pulse electromagnetic field therapy at different frequencies and durations on rotator cuff tendon to bone healing in a rat model. And this is by Hugel et al. There are a ton of people on this study. It's very interesting. Um, it's from 2017 and the quote that I wanted to pull from it, um, Improvements in different mechanical properties at various endpoints were identified for all treatment modalities when compared to non-treated animals, so the um, control group, regardless of PEMF frequency or duration. I found that super interesting because of my what I mentioned to you previously, Jen, which is that I have some, you know, this want um, to have a better understanding of exactly how much or how little we should be using. And the fact that regardless of PEMF frequency or duration, it helped was super exciting to me.
1: This is a great topic to talk on because I think this is why there's limited guidelines per se with frequency and duration. While I feel that guidelines are helpful, I also take the stance that whether it's once, if it's low intensity PEMF, it's better than none at all. Um, we're getting PEMF when we step outside and we we ground and we're barefoot. Um, it's very, very low levels, but it's it's something. And that's usually why most people, after they go out to the beach or they take a hike in nature, they tend to feel better. This is interesting that they make this statement, and I'm not surprised. And the frequency and duration also when speaking to developing guidelines can be so tricky too. Like you were saying, every body is different. Every horse, every person responds differently to PEMF. Generally, my approach is when I'm working with a horse or with, with a human, I kind of just let them, you know, guide me. And based on the results, um, I do have a general rule of thumb. Like, usually I like to see somebody three times to really gauge what, what kind of benefits they may experience. But Sorry, I went off on the tangent here. No, I'll let you're you get fine. Back to the study, yeah. but it is no, no, it is interesting great. talking about the PEMF frequency because that is that is kind of a hot topic for people who use PEMF in business, and I get those questions all the time. Well, can this person experience benefits just after one session or very limited session, and it's like, well, yeah, um, they can, but it also they may be able to experience much more with several other sessions. So it's It's cumulative, but you can also experience it and benefits after just one time too.
0: And that really goes back to every body is different. And it also goes back to, um, I think that there are a lot less, this is getting a little philosophical on you. You know, I think that there are a lot less rules in life than we want to believe that there are. You know, a lot of the time I have people say like, well, what exactly is your method with PEMF or what exactly is your method with horses or like when I have a horse doing this, what exactly should I do? And I do really strongly believe that with a lot of the with a lot of, um, you know, interventions and uh, treatments, you know, there's a science to it and there are basic rules and guidelines and things that are objectively better or less uh, or worse. Um, But also there is an art form to all of this and there isn't a one size fits all rule to anything. Unfortunately, you know, I wish that there was, but yeah, that's very, that's very um, accurate, Jen.
1: Knowing when is enough or when to switch things up, that doesn't work. No, we're going to try this instead of continuing on that, knowing how much or how little, I mean, really, that is an art form in and of itself, and and there's not one style or one set way of doing it. Um, and I think that's where the body worker and the the skill has to come into play, and your your knowledge of horses and just it's it's hard to explain. I almost feel like it's very intuitive.
0: It's intuitive, and it's also very experience based. I mean, you yeah, really, you, you can have all the education in the world, but it can't really totally take the place of experience. Um, But to get back to the study. (laughs) So I'm reading again from the study. Of note, one hour of Physiostem showed. So this is one hour. That's awesome. Such a low amount. One hour of Physiostem, and that's the brand that they used of PEMF, showed significant improvements in both tendon mechanical properties across all time points, including increase in both modulus, which is ability to move, um, and stiffness, as early as four weeks. Um, Collagen organization improved for several of the treatment groups compared to controls. Additionally, improvements in collagen-1 and fibronectin expression were identified with PEMF treatment. Importantly, no adverse effects were identified in any mechanical or histological property. Results demonstrated that PEMF therapy improved healing. These improvements included increased bone volume fraction, trabecular thickness, in bone mineral density at the repair site, similar to bone changes seen in other bone healing PEMF applications. Additionally, PEMF-treated groups also showed improvements in tendon tissue properties, including a 100% increase in tension modulus after four weeks and improved collagen alignment at later time points. I think a lot of people don't understand, or I think a lot of people maybe haven't learned this before, Um, but when a tendon is injured, Um, and then it repairs. A lot of the time, what happens, so tendons are mostly made of collagen, Um, and when you think about the way a tendon is um, formed, it's in these like nice um, straight lines, and then basically when it gets injured and it goes back to heal itself, it heals itself in these pretty disorganized zigzags that actually make it weaker and lead to a worse ability to, um, bend and extend. Because if you think about it, you know, let's say you had, um, you know, tendons are kind of like a bunch of rubber bands. And let's say you had these nice straight rubber bands and they had this really nice ability to pull and give and pull and give. And then let's say some of the, they pull and gave too much. And some of the, um, Rubber bands snapped, and then you go in and you basically try to like glue and like sew them back together. Well, not only are those going to be weaker, they're also not going to be able to stretch and absorb shock as well. Both of those um, elements combined together are going to lead to the tendon being more likely to re-injure itself, and that's why so often um, when a horse does, for example, a suspensory tear, um, even if that horse can rehab. from the tear, um, it's pretty, it's, it's often regarded as unlikely that that horse is going to be able to return to the level of work that it was at because that tendon is just less able to, um, absorb the concussion of the work that it was at when it got injured. Um, and that's because those little collagen fibers are so disorganized. So basically to sum that all up, The collagen before a tear or an injury is nice and straight. After a tear or injury, the collagen fibers get really disorganized and zigzaggy, and that's what makes it so weak. But what this study showed is that when you have a tear and you use PEMF regularly, even for only an hour, that collagen heals in a nice much more straight and organized way. And that is so cool and so incredible because that means that potentially a horse or a person who would not have ever been able to return to full work or probably would have just gone ahead and re-injured that tendon again, which is so common in tendon injuries, that means that potentially that person could come back and make a full recovery.
1: So Maya, what kind of non-invasive modalities that you know of, if any, that have that kind of power where they can work on the collagen in in this way? Do you know of any other?
0: I personally don't. Um, You know, that being said, obviously, Pulse um, and PEMF are my uh, non-invasive integration of choice along with Massage. Um, I'm just going to do a quick Google search. um, And if anyone listening to this at home, if you know of any, um, please feel free to reach out and let us know, you know, we could definitely um, do a podcast on it. But as of right now, I don't know of any L anything else that actually helps it.
1: Yeah, me neither. I was just curious if you did, because up until this point, PEMF and And massage have been really the only two therapies I've seen working with this kind of case. So I'm just curious. I was just wondering if if there were any other approaches that you've seen out in the field.
0: You know, I know that red light therapy and lasers do that. Um, I just don't know. I am not as familiar with that research. I am very happy to dive into the research and, you know, make show notes at the end of this and see if anything else shows. I'm looking at a review of the functions and mechanisms of low-level laser therapy and tendon repair uh, by Keksen Layu, um, et al., Um, and... This talks about how much um, low- level laser therapy can help um, with tent with uh, collagen synthesis and basically uh, the mechanisms that help um, healing, but it does not speak to collagen organization. Yeah, and we can definitely like dive more into, the research on that, like I'd love to do at some point, an episode comparing laser, red light, which I think is kind of a form of laser, but I'm not totally clear on it. PEMF, and then, I, I mean, is there some anything else that fits into that category? You know, maybe, maybe some shock other wave. Shock, shock wave. Could yeah, go in there.
1: Um, yeah, shock thera-plate, thera-plate,
0: could be a good one. Yeah.
1: Um, nebulizer, possibly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'd love to do, to do, I'd love to do an episode on like non-invasive regenerative therapies. Yeah. You know, because there are a lot of very invasive, and I almost put shockwave. I mean, I'm not a vet, obviously. Maybe I almost put shockwave into an invasive treatment because it's so concussive, and the horses have to be drugged. Yeah. Um. And there's been a lot of like, re- there's been research showing that a lot of horses who uh, there are race there are many racehorses who get shockwave. Um, it numbs their legs and then they go out and have a breakdown injury so that like, you know, I think yep. that there are absolutely regenerative effects of shockwave that are really, really good and helpful. But I do wonder if a lot of the perceived benefit is actually based in the numbing capacity that is in shockwave. Yeah. Anyways, I have the same, the but, same thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would love to I have a wonderful vet I get to speak to about stuff like this. I would love to get him on here and really pick his brain about that stuff. Um, but anyways, so that's why, I mean, PEMF is awesome. And I mean, I just thought that that study was so huge.
1: No, that's a good one.
0: You know, so we just went over the fact that, um, PEMF, uh, study helps with relaxation in horses. Um, it helps with delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS. It also helps with, uh, tendon healing very significantly in a way that I don't know of any other therapies helping with. And, you know, there is a lot more research. I will link in the show notes basically showing how PEMF also helps with, you know, pain from arthritis, traumatic brain injuries, but all in all, you know, this is a really wonderful, wonderful therapy that I'm really excited to talk to you about. Um, so, you know, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, but, I'd also love to just talk to you a little bit about the pulse difference because we've basically established in the research, you know, why PEMF is great. But I'd love to talk to you just a little bit about why, you know, you chose Pulse, and I'll tell you a little bit about why I chose Pulse as well.
1: Absolutely. So initially what drew me to Pulse was I had the privilege of learning a little bit about how the company was founded and learning a little bit about the founder. And it was quite moving. He shared his story with me and in short, I won't go into too much detail, but he founded this company based on his own struggles with chronic pain. And his pain was so bad. He was pretty much suicidal. He grew up, yeah, he grew up very holistic, never took pain medicine, didn't want to take narcotics. He was in several pretty bad accidents. Like one was a weightlifting accident. One was a helicopter crash. Like just like a series of bad luck and accidents left him like pretty messed up. And he was getting sessions at the chiropractor doing all these things. They didn't know how to help him. Traditional medicine didn't know. Their answer was like, let me just write you a prescription for pain pills. He's like, absolutely not. And his background, Paul Webb, he, he is a bit of a entrepreneur by heart and he's an engineer by trade. So his brain's always thinking in that, in that capacity. Um, so he was doing research and looking into holistic therapies and stumbled upon PEMF and one thing led to another. He finally found, and this is going back in the early 2000s. So before PEMF was as accessible as it is today, um, so he had to do a lot of digging to find a PEMF machine. He finally found one. He had an amazing experience, basically life-changing, where for the first time, he was able to sleep throughout the night without debilitating pain that would wake him up. And the light bulb just went off. He was like, I need to look into this more. Um I need to basically start a company doing this. I need to help others. And the device he used was, it was effective. I mean, he had this amazing result, which triggered this idea and how Pulse was born. But the device he used, he saw some areas of opportunity, we'll say. And with him being that engineer mindset, he his wheels were turning. And one thing after another pulse was founded. So one, that story moved me and knowing that the company is the actual engineer. So they are the ones building the machine. It's a very mom and pop grassroots company. Uh, We've been in business since 2007 and it's the feel I got with the company and everybody I talked to, it was just such a breath of fresh air. Um, that's That was one of the first things that really wowed me um, was how involved the founder is, his personal investment in the technology. And I think that's his story is evidence to why the technology is so advanced. He put his heart and soul into building what we truly believe is the the best PEMF devices out there on the market and accessories. So I just I just saw that to be really true and and using the technology. So the craftsmanship, the the accessory design and the overall effectiveness of it, the experiences I had, how it felt, how my horse react when I put the loops on, um all these different things just all bundled together made me go all in with this company. Before I did a poll a session on my horse, I did, it was actually with a different brand. This is when I was still trying out different technologies before I was sold on Pulse. And I just wanted to see what some other devices offered. And w- I won't mention the name, but with that device, I noticed there were levels. So as I turned the intensity on one and two, he wasn't having any reaction. So no real muscle contraction, no real licking chewing signs of release. So, okay, let's turn it up to the next level. And then it was too much. So the first go around really wasn't great because I couldn't adjust that device to my horse's comfort level. Um, after I tried Pulse on myself and I experienced their multi-dial where there's not prefixed levels, not like click level one, click level two, it's literally, you just turn it and you can go up or down by a hair. I was like, okay, let me see if this will work. Um, I was a little hesitant after the first experience I had with another PEMF device with my horse, but um after seeing how the dial worked on the pulse machine, I felt pretty confident. So I brought it out to the barn um, and I brought one of um, the associates from Pulse PMF at the time who did all the training uh, just to kind of guide me through it and put the loops on, gradually turned up the intensity and it was amazing. Instant licking, chewing, yawning, such deep releases um, where you could almost see like, I don't know, Maya, if you have a name for it, like where they roll their eye or flash their eye at you. Yeah. The third Um, eye,
0: like the third eye. Yeah. And the third eyelid.
1: Yeah. The third eyelid. Yes. Um, so it was just, it, it was pretty amazing and he wasn't suffering with any lameness or injury or illness at that time. So as far as, you know, speaking to, you know, did it help with like recovery, well, I can't really say because we were blessed not to have any issues, but as far as his demeanor and his performance and willingness to work in the ring during my lesson, I also noticed the suppleness. He was a lot more supple. I was able to get him to use his hind end more, which for me, that, that tends to sometimes be a struggle. So I noticed that was becoming easier the more and more I was incorporating the EMF.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I reached out to your company and you because I uh, had had a lot of problems with um, my previous uh, machine. You know, I used another kind of machine and it broke a lot. Um, And I was, you know, pretty frustrated with that. Um, But I also, you know, I felt like it was a good machine and it helped me. But I had heard a lot of really amazing things about Poles because I had a few different friends who had your machines and they said, like, I use and abuse it and it never breaks. And all the horses and all the people just love it. Um, You know, so I reached out to you and I was like, you know, like, can we work together? Like, you know, um, I'm also just happy to like buy your product um, outright. But, you know, I also think that you have a really like amazing product and I'd be really happy to talk about it. And so when I received my pulse machine, I was just really astounded by, first of all, how I reacted differently. Um, You know, I have a very mild autoimmune disease, and I also suffer from really horrible um, chronic migraines and insomnia. Um, So I, you know, when I first put it on, um, it almost immediately alleviated um, this really bad chronic, like neck pain and migraine pain that I have. Um, And that was really cool and special. And I also just felt the difference of it's such like a nice soft, like feel to it in a way that I haven't felt in other devices. Yeah. It feels smooth. Smooth. Like I've used other devices that feel like much more like of an electrical shock and this is so like smooth feeling and I've just had really amazing results using it on horses as well um you know and additionally I can also I've had I've tried to use other PMF products on dogs and my cat and they just haven't been interested in it because you know those smaller animals I think are a little bit more sensitive to it than horses are and um But I find with this device, my dog and cat are coming up to me and like laying on it and stealing it from me. So I just think it really goes to show like not only is it so effective in um, helping with the pains and problems that I have and my clients have, you know, the animals are seeking it out. They're actively seeking it out because it feels so good.
1: Mine do the same thing. As soon as they hear the machine turn on, um, they just gravitate. (laughs) (laughs) they
0: gravitate right to it.
1: They'll jump in the chair, lay on my lap. Um, yeah, they know what's up. So that's wonderful. Yeah. PEMF is for the whole family. It's for everybody.
0: It is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I do feel so strongly about combining PEMF, um, with massage and body work. You know, I find that a lot of people ask me why I use both and, um, 95 to 99% of my, um, Clients um, are a PEMF and massage combo. And I find that it just helps so much because it has those lymphatic um benefits as well as um uh helps negate uh DOMS and promotes circulation. But I also find, especially in my older horses, that it seems to really help them with arthritis pain. <laughs> Um, and it does promote relaxation, you know, the horses just love it. So I find that not only is it easier for me to get in and do my job and do the really good, like deeper body work and myofascial release. I also find that the benefits are really like nicely extended. Um, and you know, sometimes when you do a little bit of a deeper tissue, um, myofascial release or massage, sometimes horses have some soreness. I find that a fair amount of that is negated, um, with regular use of PEMF as well. So that's why I always, you know, I love to promote PEMF to anyone who massages their horse themselves or who is a body worker who does massage.
1: Yeah. No, it, I mean, it just makes sense, right? Maya, it, I, I use the analogy to massage therapists or equine chiros that are looking to add um, modalities to their practice like PEMF that it's, think about it as a garden and your soil. That's what PEMF is doing to the body. We are making sure the soil is fertilized, it's healthy, everything's good before we go in there and plant our flowers or our vegetables or whatever. So everything grows and takes really well. That's what really essentially you're doing when you apply PEMF and then pair it with massage you're laying a really good foundation. So that massage takes better and, and the results are just or more profound.
0: Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's why I just wanted to announce on this podcast today, um, you know, me and Jen are, you know, working together with Pulse and um, I decided that, you know, the Until the end of the year, anyone who purchases a Pulse uh, machine through me and Jen, um, I will grant them access, free access to all three of my online courses, which is Show Ring Ready, um, Equine Massage 101, and the TMJ Masterclass, Unlock Your Horses Jaw. Because I just really believe so firmly that when you combine um, these these two technologies that um, your horse and yourself are going to really feel the difference um, and really benefit. So I just wanted to offer that package to everyone through the end of the year if they do purchase through us. Um, and we will link that, um, you know, where you can find more information about Jen um, in the show notes as well.
1: You're awesome.
0: You're awesome. Um, so I, as we wrap up the podcast, I have to ask everyone one question and it is Jen, what is something that you do not buck with?
1: Uh, Oh, well, there's a lot I don't buck with, but I would say to keep it on topic, um, more, (laughs) more is not always better. Um, Mm. specifically with intensity, PEMF is, yes, it's a safe modality, however, um, and it's rare, but I have seen some folks do this that just are uneducated or do not go through the training um, that's usually provided with your PEMF manufacturer, but more isn't always better. Cranking up the intensity super high on a first PEMF session, I just cringe if I see that one out in the field. Imagine going to the gym. If you if you've never been to the gym, or if it's been years since you've been to the gym, and you go to the Smith machine and you put 200 pounds on it or 100 pounds and try and squat it, you're you're going to be sore. Um, it's the same thing with PEMF and cellular exercise. If that horse has never had PEMF or it's been a while, I don't I don't think seeing the horse vibrate with these huge, ginormous muscle contractions means that's better, you know, so more doesn't always mean better. Always look at the horse, look at how the horse is responding. And that'll be your indicator. You know, if your intensity is at a good level, if you need to turn it up or turn it down, the horse will let you know.
0: I totally agree with you. Um, a lot of people ask me like what my secret sauce, um, recipe for PEMF is because the results I get are so, um, They're so good, Um, you know, and I occasionally have clients who like go to a show and use another PEMF practitioner and they just don't have the same results. Um, And you know at some point in my life i would or you know so at some point soon i'd love to just make you know maybe a hour long video going over my like what i do in a little bit more detail but you know essentially what i do is i do very low frequency on the body and i do much a higher frequency on the extremities um of the horse and that's because i don't believe in doing i don't believe in um having it to the level where there's much contraction, if any, um, you know, I take those muscle contractions very seriously, um, especially because, um, so many of the horses I work on, um, do have chronic tension, um, or pain. I really worry that when you have it up too high, that it can cause a soft tissue injury or, um, some, you know, muscle damage and create a lot of soreness. And then that's really negating the entire point. Um, So, you know, I think when you use it on a much lower level, um, you know, I think that some PEMF uh, companies teach people to turn it up high because they think that the humans who are paying for the session on the horse need to see something happening to believe that it works And I think that that's really sad. It's such a disservice to the animals um, and for basically the benefit of a person, which that person, all it takes is just educating them. You know, I've had clients say like, oh, well, you know, it's on so quiet. Um, You know, I even had a vet. Um, I was doing a bodywork session on a horse and she came over and she was like, "Oh wow, you know you're using um, you're using that and the horse isn't jumping And I was like, yeah, you know I don't believe in that. I think that that can really cause a lot of pain and issues And she was like, you know what? like give me your business cards because I, am so tired. I've seen so many people turn it up. And I think that that has to be hurting the horse. Um, And I would love to refer more people to PMF practitioners, um, but I just don't know one that doesn't turn it up super high to the point that I'm worried it is going to damage, especially a horse with, you know, arthritis or kissing spine that has a really delicate um, muscular situation. Um, And and rightfully
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of my biggest pet peeves and it's just, A lot of it can be avoided with the right education, but I guess it's not the practitioner's fault if maybe they were trained a certain way that that's not necessarily the best. And I 100% agree, Maya. I find at a super low intensity where depending on the situation, I may not see any muscle contraction or I can just feel it with my hand. And if there is some muscle contraction, it's within that loop placement. It's never rippling and radiating, yes, you know, a, a foot or 12 inches out from that loop placement. Um, that's where the beauty happens, the magic. That's where you get the best results. So when you asked me that question, that was the first thing that came to mind, because you're just going to get better results. And that's why we're doing this. So more right. doesn't always mean better. Um, and we don't want to give the therapy a bad name either. All no. it takes is one experience where If that horse, it was too high, it was administered by an inexperienced um, PEMF provider, that horse owner is skeptical and turned off from PEMF because their horse was sore the next day and they had to scratch that class. So education is key. Proper training is key. While it is a wellness modality and a safe, non-invasive modality, um, you still need to to know what you're doing and go through some training, which at Pulse, we do provide all that.
0: That's great. Yeah. And it does scare me. You know, I I do know some people who are out there, um, either uh, as a professional or just have it as personal use and they don't go through the education and then they go and turn it up on their horse. And, um, you know, it is a little bit scary. I mean, I do think that some horses who are very used to PMF, you know, horses who, you know, see have seen me every month for six months or a year, you know, some horses, especially I've noticed like the bigger, like draftier kinds, they do like it a little bit turned up. You know, you can see some jo- jumping, you know, and they sit there and they relax and they yawn and chew. But I never do that for more than like a minute or two at a time either, because I am just so aware of those muscle contractions. Um, but but yeah, I think that, yeah, you, being so careful and being educated is so key. I love that.
1: Yes. So do the education, folks, if you invest in a pulse PEMF machine, because the education is all included. It does not cost you a thing and it'll help you leverage this technology. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to link where people can find you, your Instagram and um, your website in the show notes, as well as on social media. Um, Yeah, social media. um, And if
1: you want, you can just put my contact, like my cell and my email. Okay. If that's awesome. It can be out there. I don't care. All my stuff's out there.
0: <laughs> All right. We will, we will link Jen's um, email and uh, phone number as well in the show notes and on social media. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to No Bucks Given. For more graphics, video explanations, and behind the scenes, give us a follow on No Bucks Given podcast on Instagram. Um, to watch the video recording of this episode, subscribe to our channel at Freely Forward Bodywork on YouTube. And again, we have a really awesome promo going through the end of the year. On my end, um, you're going to get, if you purchase a Pulse PEMF machine through me and Jen, you're going to get access to all of my online courses. Um, uh, You know, I think that this technology has really helped me so much as an equestrian and a horse lover, but also as a professional body worker. You know, I am able to significantly increase the amount of money I make per an hour um, because I do those combo sessions where I combine PEMF and um, massage together. So, you know, if you are a body worker, I highly recommend considering adding this um, to your offer. Um, You know, I think that not only are you going to get better results for your clients um, and that's going to keep them happy, Uh, You can also make a lot more money with this. And also, you know, I think that you can feel a lot better. I know that equine massage is really hard on our bodies, you know, working on these big animals. And I think that not only can you make more money per session, um, you can do more sessions and feel better doing it when you use this therapy as well. And I think that that's something I would love to you know discuss and dive into more with you, Jen, in another episode. I'd love to talk more about combining, um, you know, PEMF and bodywork, and how both of us have built such successful businesses using PEMF.
1: Future podcast, guys. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, Jen, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to me today and putting up with my, um, you know, rabbit holes of research.
1: No, I loved it. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. I look forward to joining you guys again.
0: Awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. This episode was produced by me, Maya Lisa Luttinger and my amazing, perfect, wonderful, beautiful co-producer, Allie Watson-Bain special thanks to our editor and sound mixer, David Dalton of Driftwork Sound. My mission at Freely Forward Bodywork is to make equine bodywork accessible to any horse, no matter where you are in the world. If you are interested in learning more about my online catalog of courses designed to help you bond with your horse through the art of massage, please check out the link in my show notes for more information.